this is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I can tell you you need to buckle in guys if you're listening to this. I, just my offline chat with our next guest has had me in absolute stitches. This <laughs> Samantha Lubanzu and Samantha is we've got quite a lot of things to go through here she is a career and business coach for women she's a diversity and inclusion specialist and is also vice chair for CIPD and just basically general amazing human being with five children under the age of six which is just like wow bad down to you welcome to today <laughs> how are you <laughs> thank you very much I'm so excited to be here and I'm really glad that you invited me I'm so really excited about your work that you're doing Oh, well, thank you. And you too, likewise. I mean, a lot of people might not yet be familiar with you, but I've been following you on LinkedIn avidly for quite some time now. Give us an introduction as to who you are and what you actually do. So thank you very much. You kind of, I feel like I've got too many titles at this moment in time. And if we do away with all the titles, because, you know, I'm going to talk more about that probably in this, in this episode, but ultimately, who am I? I am Samantha. And I help women, especially those who are underrepresented, unfortunately, that happens to be ourselves, to accelerate in their careers and in their business and get them to scale up to the, up to six figures and beyond. And money mindset is a big thing for women. Confidence is an even bigger one. To get where they really want to be, they need to push past those boundaries. And I'm here to get them to do that. And a lot of them look to me going, if you, she can do it, <laughs> I'm an example of how what not to do. They're like, if she's got five kids and can do it, I think I might be able to do it. So, and I also go into organizations to help them through diversity and inclusion. And that's big and that's key because there are a lot of organizations coming into the world of work right now onto the online businesses, which is amazing. It's an online space. However, diversity and inclusion is key. And if they start from a very agile point in their businesses, before they start getting into these big corporations, they've got a real great chance to really be diverse and inclusive instead of backtracking and undoing the wrongs of the of the past. Yeah. So I really help you know hundreds of small businesses to get themselves where they need to be, and then corporations I help them to really get so that's like I said undo some of the the work they may have done it wrong and get them back where they need to be, get them to be the advocates of the future people are constantly looking up to well what are you doing what are they doing what are these big corporations doing and they've got to be the examples for the future they really have oh, that so, i love it your energy is electric honestly if anyone hasn't yet tuned into our youtube channel you need to come and watch this one because you're just so expressive with your hands uh, <laughs> I love it. so how do you i mean you have got five children under the age of five so how how do you personally manage to juggle a career and having five very small children I thank God for childcare. <laughs> like, you know, you know, when it was um lockdown, um, I one of the first things I remember saying when they stopped schools was like, I did not sign up for this. Okay. I did not sign up for this. I wasn't planning to be home with children. <laughs> so no, I do I thank you to every single 
teacher, nursery nurse, and all those people that help to help bring bring up a child. And in my culture, we say it does not take one person to bring up a child. It takes an entire village. So I have my mother, I have my hands on the dad. A lot of people go, oh, how do you do it? And they forget that. There is an actual second person here, and I want to make sure I mention him, but he does do a lot. He helps massive amounts um, to make sure that we're raising our children in the way that they should go. So, yeah, I, got, I do have a lot of help, honestly. Ooh, I couldn't, yeah. I'm Christmas was horrible. I'm going to say Christmas was horrible because my mum broke a leg. Um, the cleaner quit. I don't know if that was personal. <laughs> my husband wanted to get extra hours, so he does night work, and he said he's going to do some extra hours so we can get money for Christmas. And basically, my support system had gone, and I realised how important it is to have the right people around you. It's so key in to raise, you know, raise your children. So yeah, it really, it really is, and I think that's a really important phrase I don't, I don't know if it's just within your culture or just generally but it does take more than one person to raise a child oh, yeah. the whole community and yeah. it's all the people around them which is why having the right people around you but I want to actually start really with something that we talked about offline and that's in relation to you you and I have been feeling a little bit physically under the weather as you can hear I'm at the back end of laryngitis as I record this now and I think you've had a bit of illness in your house too and you said the most important thing we can do as working mums is to put our own oxygen masks on first. And I really want that to sort of set the scene in terms of, you know, when you're when you're championing and you're coaching women that come to you, who are obviously not just going to be recruiters. These are going to be, you know, they, they might be running, I don't know, a nail salon. They might be a, a solicitor, could be a doctor, could be whoever. But these women that come into you, you know, you are an advocate for creating a mindset of, you know, you've got to look after yourself. It's what what challenges are people, are women facing and working mums facing that, they're coming to you to say, look, how do I do this? How do I get, how do I manage to achieve all of it and look after myself at the same time? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincheri.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot that you just asked me there. <laughs> but there's a lot that we as women, generally, and this is statistically true, because a lot of people go, well, what about the dads? What about the others and the carers? But the statistically shows that women still in this day and age take on the brink of the, the, the responsibilities. And we also have something that, generally speaking, and still statistically proven, mum guilt. We don't hear dad guilt. We have mum guilt. And the thing is, we put on a lot for ourselves. Last week, I was wiped out. I had tonsillitis and it's a seasonal thing for me. At least once a year, I get it. You've had laryngitis. It is shockingly painful. I could not function. I had to, and it was half term. 
yeah. it was half term husband works nights you know no, my, I had a child who had chicken pox and no one wants to take your kids when you've got the other things going on and like oh no so it's just like what do you do mm. you know what do you do and I had to make a call to say I can't actually do it this, this is it I wiped out my whole entire calendar and I said this is the time where I actually need to look after me first in order to look after my own children. If I'm not well, I cannot do anything for them. No. I, you just cannot. No. So before you start thinking about, okay, how can I, we think about, you know, when we have that advertisement from on the, on a flight, I do like to travel a lot going, put if there's an accident, make sure well, an accident, we don't want an accident, but if we, if there is loss of oxygen, put your own mask on first. Yeah. And that's basically what I had to do. I had to stay in bed. Like I literally stayed in bed. My husband, bless him. He really had to, honestly, I, I, I remember the twins coming upstairs at one point with Vaseline all smothered all over their face. I'm like, are you looking after that? And he's like, I've got it. Don't worry. They've escaped. I don't know what he was doing, but uh, you can just imagine. But the thing is, is I had to stay in bed for two solid days and just get me right. Just get me well. You know, yeah. not focus on finances. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm losing out. Because obviously I, I own a business. If I'm not working, there is the, that finance is not coming in. It's me saying no. It's me saying no to something else, which is finances. But I'm saying yes to my health, which matters more. Of course it does. And I just wanted to pause there because I think anyone that's listening now, if you are, you, you are a fellow working mom, you, this will resonate with you so much. How much do you plan to pause and just spend time on yourself every single day so that this is not about cure of trying to cure tonsillitis or cure laryngitis this is about prevention it's about making sure you're investing in your physical and mental well-being but actually I'm Absolutely. talking to listeners now who are men who are also women who maybe don't have children who are employing women who are juggling it all are you encouraging through your culture for those women to say just take some time self-care because I think we're on a hamster wheel that's the reality and no matter what industry you work in that's very much how it is and I think things did change in the pandemic you saw you know you didn't sign up to homeschool well nobody really signed up to juggle everything and be this kind of amazing super mum it's a myth it doesn't exist does it it doesn't I mean I do I, I do have a cape but um but I have put it aside <laughs> I put it aside most days <laughs> you you've probably got children clinging on to it <laughs> no absolutely self-care is important self-care is important and me time is important and scheduling it is so important yeah like it's so important like um have you made sure that you've put that in your diary I'm going to take my time and I have an agreement with my husband that at least once a month, I will actually leave the home and do something for me, whatever that might be. I might go and watch a movie on my own. I might go to a spa on my own. This month, it just as in May, the month of May coming up, the month of May, um, I am going to um, take two nights. I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go. I actually think I've been done. done uh, so basically, I I took this someone. It was a, a woman's retreat to go to Snowdonia and zip line through the mountains, and I thought that's amazing. And I also get to sleep, so I was like, this is great. And I signed up for it. And then they started telling me, make sure you've got walking boots, blister stick, blister plasters. What? 
I know I was like, this doesn't sound as relaxing as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so, well, yeah. It's the bad part of it. <laughs> no, I will definitely. I'm going to go the night before and I'm just going to sleep and get into before I get my body doing some crazy walk up some mountains. But, yeah, it's just important to take actually schedule time for you. I think that's really, I mean, you are practicing what you're preaching. That's what I love that very often I have this conversation with someone and then you find out that they don't do anything for themselves. I think what you've just said there is so simple and so effective to schedule time for yourself every single day if possible, even if it's just okay. 10 minutes to go and stand in a hot shower, to go and go for a walk, <laughs> sit outside in your garden, have a cup of tea. It is, there's nobody on earth that cannot make time and schedule that time in every day for themselves. Because if you're doing that, what you create then is a habit where the habit becomes part of brushing your teeth you know, going to the gym, whatever it might be, eating, you know, things that you naturally do as a human being. Why has that never been like part of our culture? So I love and I support advocates like you that are encouraging women to make sure that they're, they're investing in their own physical and mental well-being. I think it's incredible. Yeah. And I, I know everyone talks about journaling, but it's powerful. So I would definitely advocate every single night, if you can, to journaling. You know, even if it's just saying I'm going to commit 10 minutes to just writing about what I did that was great and focus on the great stuff. And before you look back, there's so many things you would have forgotten. You know, I sometimes go back and look at, you know, the last month and I'm like, wow, did I do all that? Mm. Most of it I would have forgotten because you I, forget I, to celebrate I yourself. love that you brought up journaling because I've been doing it. So I, I'm 48 this year and I've been journaling since I turned 40. Um, somebody bought me a journal for my 40th and I remember getting it thinking what and it was a five a, a line a day and it was a five-year journal but I, you end up writing a paragraph a day and it's got room for a paragraph but then you look back each year on what you wrote the year before and it's about how you feel and it is yeah. ideally about practicing gratitude isn't it you, you, and, and it could just be oh my god I made the best chicken tonight or it could be oh my god it's been a really challenging day but I've you know, sat and watched a great movie with Marcus or whatever it might be. It doesn't, there's no right or wrong. And people often overthink journaling. And I don't think that's what it's about. It's literally a brain dump at the end of the day. It is a brain dump. And I like to follow this formula that my coach um, actually gave to me, which is called win, which is what have you, what was your win for the day? So the W, which is the win. Then okay. the I is what you've been different about. Actually, if I could have done something different, this is what it would be. And then N is what next? Well, what am I going to do next next time? And it's just it ends up just covering just one page when you do it like that. Just one page. I love and that. It, yeah. And then you think, I've won my day. I've had a win. Or oh, more than a win. Because by the time you finish. I've never heard that acronym before. So you are having that, Samantha? Yes. And I will share that. It was from my coach, Amanda. So I want to make sure that I uh, mention it. <laughs> of course, we'll, we'll, we'll get her name off you before we share this the episode. So that as you're listening now, you'll be able to go back to the link here and we'll, we'll make sure you can see that. I think that's a really powerful thing. So uh, obviously you, you talked about in your introduction, diversity and inclusion. Now, for me, one of my biggest bugbears, not starting on a negative, but one of my biggest bugbears is that people tend to virtue signal oh yeah we're an EDI you know we've got this that, and that nice flashy website and oh yeah you know picture of diverse people and it, but the reality can be very different so to anyone that's listening now what I'm going to ask Samantha is this how if you are looking for a new job or you're looking to you know promote yourself with the best clients and they're talking about a diversity and inclusion policy how do we know whether it's authentic okay 
So I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. So I love this because I've heard another um, um, coin term, diversionism. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's just saying that I have it and I don't have it. So tokenism, one of just another one, another term coined. So for me, it's really easy. It really is. So if you're talking about diversity, the social media is powerful. You don't need to go to their websites, really, do you? But you can find if there's diversity in their organisation just by Googling, by LinkedIning them, seeing who is actually on their boards, who are actually their employees. How long have they worked there? Social media is powerful. It is. It's the most powerful tool that we have. And this is the thing that organisations need to be so aware of, is their reputation is so at risk more than ever because people can make the decision just by looking at their phones and saying, are they diverse? You can check them out. Diversity is easy. You can check them out. How long has someone worked there? Inclusion is a little bit more tricky. Inclusion is about how do people actually feel that they belong to the organization? Do they feel included when they're there? And again, if they don't, guess what happens? They tend to leave. It's like a revolving door. So if you find that someone, like one of the I don't want to name a particular organization, but I will say, for example, if you see that this particular organization, there is one that I know, global organization, who's constantly advertising the exact same kind of senior role over and over and over again. And you're like, well, how many of those roles have they actually got? Or is it a sign that they actually are constantly got a revolving door? Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to check is, well, actually, there's places like Glassdoor. How do people feel? Mm-hmm. How are people feeling? I think that people should now have a little, you know, you say, like, what's the salary band? It should now be a little one that says diversity and inclusion band. 
what do you think about diversity inclusion in your organization and that should be something that people get to talk about and then go actually there's no diversity here inclusion i've never felt belonged i don't feel any belonging but you can get that sense from glassdoor you can get that sense from how long people are willing to stay. If you see that the same company is advertising the same role and they don't last more than six months, it's it, it's uh, it, it's either the role is too much, yeah, you don't want anyway, yeah, or it or they don't feel like they belong there. People don't feel included. They don't have that sense. Yeah, very easy to find out. You know what? You no one, I mean, I've had other people on who we've talked about, we've covered it off diversity inclusion, et cetera. It might be in relation to recruitment or whatever, but actually no one's ever talked about that feeling of belonging before. And I think it's so important to think about how a company makes you feel. And that's, that's an Absolutely. intangible thing potentially from outside of it, but actually to measure that, it's so easy for an employer to measure that because you can ask that in a questionnaire on a Google review. On, I mean, Glassdoor, I'm, I feel like Glassdoor are how I do about TripAdvisor. I take it with a pinch of salt. Um, I don't actually don't think I've got any reviews on there, but that's because I've only got two people working. <laughs> so but I, I think it's actually a really simple thing to do. And I, I, I agree. I think this will be the deciding factor between somebody coming to work for you and not. I genuinely, especially with generation, I definitely do. It will matter to them. It will matter. You know, if you if you look at a board and they are all middle aged white men, and you are a woman of color, or you know, I'm Jewish. I'm you know, I've got a, a background that's not you know, you white British. I'm gonna go. I'm not sure I want to go and work there. Actually, you know, you've got your LGBTQ plus community. What are you doing about that? There are so many different aspects to what this covers. But I think you've made it really simple. Go and stalk on LinkedIn. Who works there? What do they look like? What's their background? What background have they come from? And how long have they been there? Yeah. How long have they been there for? What content are they sharing? And then look at, you know, and that that then comes down to, I think a recruiter can give you that sense of what's their inclusivity like that. The candidates you've placed there, how do they feel? Do you want to speak to them during the interview process? How, How very open and transparent that could be if everybody did that. And that is one thing that I actually do. So if you're going for a role and a lot of people go, oh, I can't do that. It'd be great. Just, I always suggest that from a HR point of view, there's yeah. nothing wrong with saying, "Would is there anyone in that role already would be willing to give me, you know, have a quick conversation about how they've enjoyed the role. Oh my and God. And I've done that. And if it's an internal role, even better. I If it's an internal role that you want to go for, I always, always say, oh would you mind me doing a couple of hours shadowing the role it's not because I want to see what the role is I want to see how that person feels in that job how do they how is the manager you're reporting the questions I'm asking is how how is it what's it like working for that manager and I've had it there where I've gone and sat and shadowed and like you don't want to work with them you don't want to work with them they are not nice this is not nice I'm actually leaving because of them and when you get that you're like I'm not going to apply for this role and that's the sort of conversations that I'd be having it's real, and do you know what? How, um, how well rewarded and valued yeah. that individual will feel that's being asked to have that dialogue, whether it's with an internal or an external applicant. So the benefits of that are hugely advantageous. And if you are genuinely listening to this, thinking, well, how would that work? You know, what what happens if they are divulging secrets? Well, they're not going to do that. At the end of the day, let that person interview your internal person that's doing that job now, because if they're not selling that EVP for you, no one else will. But I did I never thought that that would be because I advocate I do advocate that and any client that's listening of mine will help will be going, yes, she has, she's always said that. 
But actually, from a diversity and inclusion point of view, this is your hidden joker. This is how you will get that the best people coming to work for you because you can talk about inclusivity. And that is actually inclusivity in itself, isn't it? I love your advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really really love your perspective. Yeah, and from a recruitment, the opposite way around, I always say that, you know, if you are going out and recruiting and you want the best talent and all the rest of it, then if you want to really have a diverse and inclusive individual, if you're going on holiday to an exotic location, what is the first thing you do? You're not going to go and you're going to go look at, you're going to do your research. You're going to make sure that you're going to be driving on the right side of the road. Why? You don't want to end up in jail. You don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to offend. You don't want to go to a country where you're not allowed, it's illegal to drink, for example, offend or say, or show parts of your body or whatever it is. And yeah, you don't know because you don't, because it's not culturally acceptable for them. It may be for you and where you're from, but for them, it's not. And it's actually understanding that we are all different and we should celebrate the uniqueness of each individual person that's brought in. But try and do your research as a, as a person who's a recruiter as well instead of us always asking for them to adapt to you go and adapt to them make the world be inclusive for everyone and by doing that go and do your research you know it's so nice you know I've had loads of things I can sit here and talk about experiences of people who try to connect with me as a black woman and do it wrong so I've had you know I've my background's cool I'm Jamaican like I'm born here but people have asked me all my life, where am I really from? And it was confusing when I was younger because I was like, I'm from Manchester. What do you mean? Like literally Manchester. I've never been anywhere in my whole entire life. And they're like, but where are you really, really from? Really? I'm from Manchester. Like it doesn't get any more exotic than that, I'm afraid. <laughs> but as I've got older and, you know, people really kind of wanted to know what is your heritage? I'm like, my heritage is Jamaican. And then what happens is people want to connect with me in one way or other. And they will connect with me in some great ways. Like, oh yeah, Bob Marley usually is the biggest one, which is great. You know, he's a legend, of course. But then I've had ones that go in, oh yeah, my friend used to go jail or cannabis. And I'm like, no, no, this is not how you connect with people. Like, and it's funny how people will automatically try to connect. It's powerful. We all do. We do it in seconds. But the pro- the thing that we have to always remember is try to connect with people by doing some research first about who they are as unique individuals. Not the last thing that you saw in the movies relating to that person of diverse you know of a diverse nature because you may likely get it wrong so that's what i've had i've had jail like like literally people or cannabis (laughs) cannabis which is worse i don't even smoke so it's just like oh (sighs) talk about stereotypical but that's unconscious bias isn't it that's what you're talking about unconscious bias and stereotypes and people do it they're not aware and you know I'm a, I've got a very forgiving nature luckily for me sure you have, but you know I think we all everybody no matter what your denomination no, no matter your background your race your gender your sexuality it doesn't matter we all have unconscious bias because that is humanity that is what we are Absolutely. but you can then mindfully understand how that would then articulate itself to the person that you're engaging with and I think we're all much more we've got access now to education about like we've just said that Samantha you know just do your research just think before you speak 
before you say something like that. I mean, I'm Jewish and, and I'm secular. I've been secular for 30 odd years, like way more than I've been alive, like half over half a life, been secular. But if I mention in a conversation that I'm Jewish, you can guarantee whoever this person is, even if they're on the other side of the world, they'll go, oh, I know so-and-so, they're Jewish. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> they were part of the same tribe, literally part of the same tribe. But then the connectivity could be, oh, you know, I had matzo balls or I had, you know, this, I've, I've been to a Passover meal. That's someone trying to connect, you know? Yeah, trying to connect. But in a positive way. And I think that's the thing, it's about the language. It's all around language, isn't it? That's ultimately what we're saying. You know, educate yourself with the language that you use. Um, there's so much information out there. And if anybody wants to connect to Samantha to understand how to elevate their career, if you are a woman, a woman, no matter what your business background, get in touch with Samantha. And if you want to learn more about diversity and inclusion, all the links will be on here. And we're all going to go and win. I was just, yes, win. You're winning. <laughs> I managed to get through the episode without coughing and then having something happen at the other end of the coughing fit. Um, but that's a conversation for another episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been a brilliant guest. I really appreciate you joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Thank you.